0: i For another half-helping of Oysters, Clams, and Cockles, I am your host, Ross Boland, back again, solo dolo, to update you on what I have been watching. And for those of you who are missing Barrett and I as a podcasting duo, have no fear. We still record together once a week to cover an episode of HBO's classic crime drama, The Sopranos, on patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles, one companion podcast Per episode of The Sopranos, friendly to both first timers like Barrett and rewatchers like me. The Sopranos is undoubtedly my favorite television show, my favorite series of all time. I've seen it at least seven times through, from front to back, which is like 700 plus hours of my life. And I know that might be a little sad to some of you, but it is that good. And still, This rewatch that I have been doing with Barrett is my favorite watch out of all of the times that I have watched The Sopranos. The show as an adult, now I'm a 34-year-old man, it just hits completely differently than it did, say, the first time I watched it when it was live and I was like 17 or whatever on HBO or when I watched it in college over and over, or when I watched it a couple few times as a post-grad right after college. Um, It just has so much more nuance than I ever realized. It it hits on even more topics and different subject matters and things about life than uh, I picked up on my first several times through the show. It just keeps getting better, as great art should. It has aged so, so well And uh, if you've never watched The Sopranos, I couldn't more highly recommend that you check it out with Barrett and I. You go to patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles. You sign up today, and not only will you be supporting the podcast, you will be enjoying one companion podcast episode per episode episode of The Sopranos. Most recently, we covered season five, episode seven. This week on Thursday, we will be dropping our companion podcast for season five, episode eight. It has been phenomenal. Probably my favorite bit of podcasting that I've ever gotten to do in my career. If you've never seen it, go to patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles today and start your Sopranos journey with Barrett And I covering every single episode. If you have seen it, maybe it's been a while since you did a rewatch, or maybe you watched it recently. I promise the experience watching it with Barrett and I having a companion podcast for every episode is going to be the best watch of The Sopranos you have ever taken on. But as far as things that I am watching right now, outside of our rewatch of The Sopranos, I watched the first three or four episodes of Pam and Tommy on Hulu. And this show is absolutely ridiculous. And that's exactly how it should be, considering Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee were among the most ridiculous celebrity relationships that has ever occurred. Their sex tape alone proves this. And yes, when I was a teenager, I watched The Real Thing. And yes, if you haven't seen it and you've been watching Pam and Tommy, it was somehow, is somehow, even more cheesy and off-putting than the show portrays. While somehow still being sexy, Because Pam Anderson. Uh, One note, I can't tell if it's just that I saw the real sex tape when I was so young that Tommy Lee's dong seemed even bigger than Sebastian Stan's prosthetic talking hog that, that they have on Pam and Tommy. More on that in a little bit. Or if it's like one of those things where when you were really little, your childhood home seemed way bigger than it actually was when you saw it years later. But Tommy Lee IRL is packing meat The Hulu show is not exaggerating that at all. In fact, I think the real thing is even larger. Um, But (laughs) there is a scene, and I I think it's episode one, maybe episode two, where—and this isn't really a spoiler because you have to see it to believe it and understand it—they have his penis talk. And when I say talk, I don't mean they, like, you know, have Tommy Lee—like, he's staring at himself in the mirror— it's not like he's just like hearing a voice. No, the the thing is like standing up, moving around, and the pee hole is the mouth, and that's what his dong talks through. It's pee hole, and he has a full on conversation with his penis. It's ridiculous. That alone might make it worth the watch if you can stomach a little man meat in your life. Uh, Lily James as Pam Anderson is one of the most shockingly accurate portrayals and transformations I have ever seen. Lily James is like this like classy actress from Cinderella and like Downton Abbey, and she looks exactly like young Pamela Anderson did. It's amazing. We've got Sebastian Stan, who is solid, as Tommy Lee's growing on me with each passing episode, and that is not a dick joke, Nick Offerman, known by many of you as Ron Swanson, is playing Uncle Milty, the dude who helps Seth Rogen's character, and yes, I said Seth Rogen, Rand Gauthier sell the sex tape he commandeers from Pam and Tommy's home after Tommy Lee stiffs him on construction work. That's essentially your premise. Um, I found a, a, an interesting bit from Rolling Stone that uh, is a good, first of all, just... Summation of the show and then also gets into a little bit of how Lily James experience was filming it. Pam, uh, Pam and Tommy tracks the tumultuous first two years of Anderson's marriage to Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee from their ecstasy fueled four day courtship in Cancun, which includes a trip to senior frogs, by the way, to her public humiliation as their personal sex tape was stolen and then sold online. Um, Lily James apparently had quite a time playing Pamela Anderson, she said, quote, I felt the pressure of trying to do justice to this woman. What happened to her was so unprecedented and so wrong. This was like the original celebrity sex tape on the internet. And that's one of the things that Pam and Tommy gets into on Hulu is these guys struggled to find distribution and uh, the World Wide web, as they call it on the show was a very new thing that very few people understood, which is obviously now the home of like all of the porn in the world or whatever. Um, And these guys were one of the first people to utilize that and sort of the untraceable nature, as they see it anyway, of the internet to distribute something that they were not supposed to even have. So if you're interested in, you know... Celebrity drama, sex tapes, and the like—you know, all kinds. We're just inundated with this shit in 2022. But this was like the the origin story of how the internet sort of uh, came to be one of the mainstays of entertainment, if not the mainstay of entertainment in our modern day world. And it is incredibly interesting. It's got a lot of great talent in the show and then uh, is just so outrageous that every episode ends up being more and more entertaining. I have thoroughly enjoyed it so far, can't wait to finish it, and highly recommend it if you're looking for something that's a little lighter than, say, you know, Euphoria Season 2, which I know is currently crushing the morale of many of you. Today's episode is brought to you by Felix Grey Glasses. I have been working on the internet for over a decade now, spending like 10 hours a day staring at screens, and my eyes get worn the hell out. And when I'm done with work, I like to relax by watching my favorite shows and movies, just like many of you, and also gaming, all of which involve screens. So a couple few years ago, when I was introduced to Felix Grey, everything changed for me. These glasses are the quality of designer frames. This isn't some cheap blue light coating painted over them that's going to chip off. Never happens. No chipping, no cheapness. Just incredible quality designer frames that are stylish and functional as they protect your eyes from all the blue light that screens we rely upon emit. Five years ago, Felix Gray set out to create eyewear that would improve daily screen time. And since then, Felix Gray has been on a mission to create a better relationship with technology. Felix Gray filters... 15 times more blue light with their lenses that can make screen time tough on eyes and disruptive to sleep. There is no cutting back on screen time if you're like me, if your career revolves around these screens. But you can do your eyes a solid and get yourself some Felix Greys to get relief from those headaches or dry eyes or blurry vision or what have you that occurs over the course of your workday. I have like six pairs now, but my favorite frames for y'all to check out are the Faraday, F A R A D A Y, the Nash, N A S H, and the West. Faraday, Nash, and West, if you're looking at a few frames uh, as recommendations. Start. 2022 on the right foot with Felix Gray. Use our code, or our URL, rather, FelixGrayGlasses.com slash OCC to support the show and get free shipping, free returns, and free exchanges. You've got nothing to lose. Non-prescription and prescription available. They've got nighttime glasses that are specifically designed to help you get to sleep. Check them out now. FelixGrayGlasses.com slash OCC. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y Glasses.com slash OCC for free shipping, free returns, and free exchanges. One more time, FelixGreyGlasses.com slash OCC. I am also watching Ozark Season 4, or I guess what is the first half of Ozark Season 4? I actually found an article on good housekeeping that explained why they ended up going with two installments for their final season of Ozark instead of one. Here it is. Uh, Unlike the show's previous installments, Season 4 of Ozark is comprised of 14 new episodes, which are split into two different parts, which ironically, uh, as a side note, is also what they did with The Sopranos. Not the exact episode count, but they did split the final season of The Sopranos into two different parts, also for a different reason than we're going to discuss here. So, back to Good Housekeeping. But why wasn't the fourth season released all at the same time? According to Ozark showrunner Chris Mundy, this was an intentional decision to ensure fans could say... A satisfactory goodbye to the series. Speaking with TV Line, the executive producer revealed that the two-part final season was a compromise between the producers and Netflix. Quote, it was originally going to be 10, but we wanted a little bit more, he told the outlet. And then we kind of arrived at 14 together. 14 was something that, if divided up, would allow each part to feel substantial and distinct. And it felt like a good number where we could finish out the story, but not overstay our welcome. And I have to say, I respect that decision when it's all said and done, especially because I'm, uh, I don't know. I think I'm five episodes in, maybe only have two more of this first half, which which I will almost undoubtedly knock out tonight. Uh, Back to the article, in other words, the middle ground reached between the hit show and the streamer was in the fans' best interest, with many folks already having trouble saying goodbye to the popular series. As seen on Twitter, getting an additional four episodes allows more time to follow the Bird family on their journey of white-collar crime. Which, to get to what I have uh, seen so far, while avoiding spoilers as best as possible, has been pretty fascinating... This season, um, there are not a lot of bright spots. I will say that in terms of like lightness and comedy and relief, it's just uh, drama, 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 chaos, and and uh, pain and suffering for the most part. But that is how many of us like to enjoy our TV. Of course, we've got Julia Garner as Ruth, who will undoubtedly, in my opinion, be nominated in some way, shape, or form uh, during the Emmys in 2022 for her portrayal of Ruth in in this final first. Half of the last season. Uh, Jason Bateman is Marty Bird. I'm, I'm a huge Jason Bateman fan. Admittedly, he is what drew me into this show. You and I, uh, you've heard Barrett and I talk about arrested development ad nauseum over the course of the history of OCC. And Bateman is one of my boys, man, not in real life, but like in my head. And so I have to watch Ozark and support him. And I've really, really enjoyed the ride. So I'm thankful that I did. Laura Linney is unbelievable as Wendy Bird, one of the most hateable characters in television history. The woman is a pure sociopathic jackass. I cannot wait to see how this first half closes out as she completely derails from any sense of a moral compass. Skylar Gartner as Jonah Bird is one of the characters that has taken a lot of steps forward this season where he was once just, you know, The son of Marty Bird and and Wendy Bird, who wasn't really involved in any spectacular nature in the the organized crime stuff, has uh, grown up big time. That's all I'll say about that. Sophia Hublitz as Charlotte Bird is probably the least intriguing character on the show. I'll just say that, but she also does quite well with it. It's not really her fault. Not everybody can be the most interesting character on the show. We've got Lisa Emery as Darlene Snell, who is also a complete and total psychopath who I enjoy almost as much as anybody else in this series when she's on screen. Uh, Omar Navarro, the Mexican cartel guy played by Felix Solis, has been a little bit less involved in this first half of the season than, than like say, season three. Um, but still plays a major role, and really, Javi Elizondro, his like cousin or nephew or brother, I don't even know, um, <laughs> off top, I can't remember, is played by Alfonso Herrera, and is kind of one of the new characters who has thrown a wrinkle into Season 4. Um, of course, we also have Jessica Francis Dukes as FBI agent Maya Miller, who plays a large part in Season 4 as well, but our newest character with the most kind of intrigue and and sort of, you know, confusion around what his part might be in this story is Mel Saddam, played by Adam Rothenberg. He's the, the private investigator character who's a former police officer looking into the disappearance of Helen Pierce, who we waved bye-bye to in season three of Ozark. Um... And yeah, this dude has just been poking around nonstop, uh, causing a lot of anxiety for the Bird family. And it's going to be interesting to see how his storyline plays out as he is trying to uncover what happened to Helen Pierce. And uh, obviously, as he tries to do that, there is potential that he will unravel the entire Bird operation with the cartel. So that's kind of what we've got going. With season four of Ozark. It is very anxiety-inducing. It is incredibly intense every single episode, but very enjoyable. It's just, it's like, I'll say this, for how intense and anxiety-inducing it is, it's very bingeable. Very bingeable. It's not like, you know, with dark... Or with, like, a Black Mirror. I always tell people, like, you cannot binge watch this show. You're going to become depressed like Uncle Junior and The Sopranos going to too many funerals to try to get out of house arrest. There's a Sopranos reference for you. If you're not on Patreon.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles, you would have recently heard about that discussion with us. So anyway, I'm, I'm just kind of in awe of Ozark at this point, where there was earlier in the season when I was only a couple episodes in to season four's first half, I was a little disappointed, I won't lie, I was just like, ah, come on, it's the same old shit, we're just spinning the wheels... What's going on here, guys? But as I've gotten deeper and deeper, I've been more and more impressed. And I'll tell you, my family, my my real-life family, my dad and my brother in particular, are starting to push this thing closer and closer to like their top ten shows of all time, really hyping it up in the family group text, which has admittedly kept me burning through the episodes so that I can find out what in the hell it is that's got them so intrigued as quickly as possible. One of the shows I'm really looking forward to watching when it comes out March 6th on HBO Max is Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Um, Obviously the 1980s Lakers have a lot of stories to tell and they have cast a hell of a group to portray that story uh, with John C. Riley playing Jerry Buss, the owner. You've got uh, Sally Field playing Jesse Buss. Quincy Isaiah Crosby is Magic Johnson who I have heard the real Magic Johnson is probably not looking forward to watching this show with his real-life wife. Uh, Solomon Hughes is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Adrian Brody. Who also made a very worthless cameo on Succession's most recent season is playing Pat Riley, which just off of that alone, one of the best casting jobs I've ever heard of, and I cannot wait to see how that is done. Jason Clark is playing Jerry West. A lot to look forward to with winning time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty if you're an NBA fan or a sports fan, or you're just interested in the drama and intrigue of how one of the most uh, dominant and also well-known franchises in all of professional sports sort of came to be branding-wise and and all that. Going to be awesome. Stoked about that on HBO Max. Um, As far as everything else goes, I would love if you would continue to hit me with recommendations, not only for TV shows and movies that you think I should watch that I haven't seen, but also in particular, stand-up comedy. That you think I wouldn't have seen So obviously I'm not talking about like the really really mainstream guys I'm aware of them I've seen most of their shit But in particular I need female comic recommendations If you have a favorite female stand-up comic Who has specials on Netflix or HBO or wherever uh, Holler at me on Twitter At WR Bolin Or you can holler at me on Instagram At WRBOLEN My first name is William If you're like where'd the W come from Middle name Ross, last name Bolin First name was Greatest, but I changed it. Um, So hit me up, not only with your TV and movie recommendations, but also... Uh, with your recommendations for stand-up comedy as I am becoming more and more focused on that and plan on later in 2022 releasing my own comedy special. For those of you who are not aware, I do a comedy podcast called The Ross Bolin Podcast that drops new free episodes on all the major podcast platforms every Monday and Wednesday. We've got two new episodes out this week for you to go listen to. Uh, the Ross Bolin Podcast, available wherever you listen to Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. If you are an F1 fan... Bolin Media, my company that provides you with OCC and also the Ross Bolin Podcast— has a F1 brand called Formula Bone, at Formula Bone on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, the Formula Bone F1 show, hosted by my co-host on the Ross Bolin podcast, Jared Borislow, is available wherever you listen to OCC. So if you love F1, I promise you, you will love the Formula Bone F1 show. Listen to it now and check out at Formula Bone on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Of course, you can follow our tv and film podcast oysters clams and cockles that you are currently listening to at clams and cockles on twitter at oysters clams cockles on instagram at oysters clams cockles on tiktok i will be back soon thank you so much for listening today hit me up on social go now to patreon.com slash oystersclamscockles and sign up to enjoy The Sopranos with Mr. Barrett Dudley and I, episode by episode, one companion podcast per episode of The Sopranos, working our way through, as I said, this week we will hit Sopranos Season 5, Episode 8. And if you're looking for OCC merch, like, say, an Oystar Code T-shirt, for those of you who are huge fans of Succession and enjoyed that little inside joke, you can go to bolinmedia.com today Check out the shop. Click on Oysters, Clams, Cockles. We have an incredible hat. One is right in front of me, right here. The OCC hat, the official OCC hats, the oysters, clams, and cockles logo on a beautiful black hat, as well as the Oystar Clam Co hat. It's a dad cap. You'll love it. An OCC popcorn logo T-shirt. We've got the Khaleesi tattoo T-shirt for those of you who never got a chance to grab that the first time we dropped it. It's awesome with the three little dragons. The Amelia Clark, you know, tattoo she's got on her wrist of her three babies. The Oystar Clam Co T-shirt is awesome too. Get in there, bowlinmedia.com slash shop, and I will be back soon with more OCC. Barrett and I will be back Thursday on patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles, and until next time, peace!